Allison Jane Ewing is a seasoned psychotherapist and EFT practitioner. Recently, she published a book called Find Love Again, Learn to Date Like a Goddess. And being a divorcee herself, she shifted her business to help women find healthy relationships, clear all blocks to successful dating, and open up the excitement of falling in love again. Allison lives just outside of Chicago in Glenview, actually, where Amy lives and where I lived at one time with her two teenage sons. So welcome to the mailbox, Allison. Hey, listeners. Thank you so much for joining us for the second season of Midlife at the Mailbox. Over eight years ago, Denise and I met during a chance meeting at our neighborhood mailbox. Over the years, our friendship has blossomed into something bigger. We can't wait to tell you all about it. And although we no longer share a mailbox, we really are closer than ever in real life. This meeting at the mailbox inspired a friendship, a business relationship, a lot of laughs, a couple tears, and now a podcast. So come along and listen in. We're so glad you're here. Thanks. I'm super excited to be here. Oh, we're excited to have you. So I'm a big believer in the power of personal stories. Um, so much so that we dedicated our second episode to that whole topic and how to tell your stories. Here today with Allison, uh, I think we're going to be really inspired by her story because she has a fascinating career path that led her to where she is today. Uh, so please walk us through your journey to become a tapping specialist. Explain for the mailbox what tapping is if they haven't heard of it. I have briefly I've done it in some previous therapy sessions, but I want to hear your take on it and how you also unlock that for midlife women and their dating lives. All right. Sounds great. So the story of how I got into tapping is super serendipitous, actually, because for anyone out there who might be, you know, a social worker, teacher or nurse, some kind of career where you need continuing education units, you're going to feel my pain on this story. Mm Every two years, I need 30 hours and I got myself in the weeds and I had about six months left and needed, I think, 26 hours one year. And I was, you know, thinking, oh, my God, I have to find some major training certification kind of program to get to get my hours. I was interested in mind-body techniques at that point. I had been doing traditional talk therapy for a number of years Um, But I really wanted to move more into the mind-body scope of things because I was seeing how much more successful um, results people were having with that. And so I was interested in either something called EMDR Mm -hmm. or EFT tapping. And when I looked up where the next training was for EFT tap, there was nothing for EMDR anytime, anywhere close. (laughs) EFT tapping, it said, sure, there's a Chicagoland training a week before my CEUs were due multiple days. I thought, great, perfect. So I signed up for the Chicagoland training, which was actually the training for all of Midwest. And it turns out it was being held a mile up the street from me in Glenview, Illinois. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow. That is serendipitous. And here's the other sign where I knew I was on the right track was I went to the class day one and a very dear friend of one of my best friends had just passed away. Mm. breast cancer. Amy, I heard you talking about that on another episode. Yeah. And um, when I showed up at class that day and we were going around doing introductions, one of the women in front of me said, hi, my name is Cindy and I live in Naperville and I work with breast cancer survivors. My good friend was named Cindy, lived in Naperville and died of breast cancer. That's crazy. 
I was. Chills. (laughs) I was exact. I get chills every time I tell the story still. Yeah. I knew I was in the right place. I knew I was on the right path. And it's been an amazing path since. Our friends tend our our friends send us messages in ways that, you know, help us in help us at the times that we need them most. So I can definitely, oh, I'm I'm like having chills right now. I it definitely, I definitely feel that. That's awesome. Well, maybe if you can describe, I mean, where do people tap? Like kind of tell us a little bit about what that is, right? Because we can't see, you can't see, you know, Allison here, but we maybe describe it and and help us, help our users get a visual of what that looks like. Absolutely. So EFT tapping in its most basic form, it's combining self-applied acupuncture. So my clients tap on themselves mm-hmm. with sort of more traditional um, psychological techniques known as exposure therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy. Okay. So what does that mouthful mean? It basically means you are going to be tapping on specific points in your body while you talk about or process something potentially traumatic, intensely emotional, um, or mentally draining. So When you tap on these specific acupressure points on your body, it sends a calming signal to the fight or flight part of your brain. It essentially shuts off your amygdala. And what's really cool about our bodies is we cannot hold an intense negative emotional feeling while sending a calming signal and shutting off our amygdala. It's just kind of like an on-off switch. We can't be in both places at once. So the tapping will actually override the negative emotion. And I often describe it to my clients like pouring water on a fire of emotion or yuckiness, you know. And so when you do that, what appears to happen in this part, they're still, you know, trying to kind of figure out, but it appears that what happens is you create a new neural pathway. And you no longer access those feelings sometimes for for many years, or we can almost say forever. For example, I when I was getting trained, I tapped with my seven-year-old, at the time, seven-year-old son on his fear of the dark. And now he's 16 and it never came back from that first day. And I have dozens and dozens of stories of clearing people's traumatic memories or, um, uh, phobias, things like that. And it, it's never bothered them since. So people often ask me the same questions though, about the whole tapping thing and how it works. And one of the first questions people say is, well, is it just because you're focusing on the thing and it doesn't really matter where you tap? But to that, I can unequivocally say, no, that's not that's not the case because they've done a lot of research where they've had people tap on random points versus these specific acupressure points from Chinese medicine. And the specific points that we use in EFT are all what's known as meridian endpoints. And for whatever reason, stimulating these particular points has the effect the other, you know, just tapping your body doesn't necessarily have the same impact and hasn't been shown to have the same same statistically significant um, success rate. And the other really cool thing that people often ask me is, aren't I just sort of thinking about it differently? Well, 
there's been lots and lots of studies at this point where they have people on EEGs looking at their brain waves. They have people do um, saliva tests and blood tests pre and post tapping sessions. And there is a very definitive biological change that happens as a result of tapping. So for instance, one thing is you will quickly move into what's known as an alpha brainwave state on an EEG when you're stimulating these particular acupressure points. So alpha brainwave state is, think um, anyone out there who does yoga, when you're in Shavasana, you're in an alpha brainwave state. If you're a meditator, that's an alpha brainwave state. So it's that sort of, you know, calm, chill brainwave state most people enter right before sleep. But you can get Hmm. there without meditating with simply by stimulating these acupressure points. For example, I hear from a lot of my clients or prospective clients that the reason that they don't want to get into utilizing social media or being on Instagram is that they have this fear of being behind um, behind the camera, in front of the camera, just putting themselves out there. So from a from talking about fear is 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 there a particular point in your body that is there a certain acupressure point in your body that triggers fear so you talked about your son that's kind of like what what got me thinking about this question is there a particular point like you you know you're showing on video you know like you're touching your temples or you're touching your third eye is there a specific place that is for fear that someone once they, you know, if they start doing this, that would calm them. And by the way, I, I actually have had a client who hired me to tap with them on their fear of social media to get over it. So, oh, interesting. Yeah, it's a thing. Many of my clients express their fear and reluctance to use Instagram as they find it overwhelming and don't know how to get started. If you can relate to this and you're a midlife individual who has been hesitant to promote your personal or professional brand on Instagram, I have good news for you. My Think Like Instagram course is specifically designed to help you overcome your fear and lack of confidence in using social media to promote yourself for your business. Think Like Instagram is a five-week virtual course beginning on April 20th designed to help individuals and businesses like yourself understand the mindset and strategies behind successful Instagram accounts. Through this course, you'll learn how to think strategically about your Instagram content, audience, and goals. In order to grow your following, increase engagement, and build a strong brand presence on the platform. As a former sales and marketing director, I use these same strategies to build brand awareness and community for the company, and I will aim to help you do the same for yours. As a listener of Midlife in the Mailbox, use code MIDLIFE25 and save $25. Don't miss out on this exclusive opportunity to take your Instagram presence to the next level. Enroll today by visiting a2salesandmarketing.com. That's www.a2salesandmarketing.com to begin seeing real community growth on your profile. Remember, with my Think Like Instagram course, you're not just learning how to use the platform, you're learning how to master it with confidence. So the guy who originally invented this was um, a psychologist in the 80s who, actually in the 70s, who was studying Chinese medicine. And he knew that 
the fear point linked to the stomach was right under the eye on that bony ridge right below your pupil. And he had a client tapping there and she got over her fear of her lifelong fear of bodies of water in like 15 minutes and asked if she could go in his pool because he was seeing clients out of his house. And so he thought, I found something here. We teach the points in the same order every time. The order is actually not important, but what's important is the muscle memory because you just learn it faster if you learn something just like an exercise, you know, if you learn it the same technique every, you know, every time you go to the personal trainer, you're going to learn it faster. So with EFT tapping, when we teach it in the same order every time, it's just to help you get it and remember it faster. And ideally to access it when you are in an emotional brainwave state, because that's sometimes hard to remember our tools, you know, when we're, when we're emotional. Sure. Definitely been guilty of it myself. And I've had my kids say, mom, you should be tapping right now. (laughs) (laughs) When they use your own thing against you. Yes, yes, exactly. So they're always listening. They're always listening, right? They are, they are. And then it's like, I want to get mad at them and I can't. I'm like, right, okay. And Allison, maybe just just for us, uh, people who don't know what the acronym stands for, what does EFT stand for? Oh, good question. Yes. It stands for Emotional Freedom Technique. And Gary Craig coined it that because his big uh, famous saying is try it on everything because it really works so well on so many different things. It's amazing. I can honestly say that since I was trained in it in 2014, my entire life has changed. And the other story I often tell sort of origin story of my experience with tapping, and this is actually, this was actually before I got trained, but just a few months before I got trained, there's something called the Tapping World Summit, which Mm -hmm. I did this for 10 days I back in 2014. And at the end of the 10 days, my it was snowing outside. My kids were little. It was snowing outside. They wanted to go out at night. And a previous version of me would have been very grumpy about this. And like, <laughs> no, I'm not getting all your snow gear on at night and blah, you know. But I felt this serene peace that night. And I was like, sure, that sounds lovely. So (laughs) I bundled them up in their gear and they went outside and they were stuffing snow down each other's coats and things that normally I would have been yelling at them for. And I was sitting there on my front porch swing and I'll never forget it. It's very like emblazoned in my head. I had my tea in my hands and I was watching the steam rise off my tea and I was watching the snow slowly drift down and fall and watching them play and laugh in front of me. And I felt so amazing and just calm and, and present and enjoying my kids laughing. And then I thought, Oh my God, this is that tapping thing. Cause I don't normally feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when I knew I had found something really powerful. You found freedom, right? Eat the yeah, I found the freedom. You found the freedom. Add a little bit of career flow, right? Because that eventually turned into career flow, right? Absolutely. Cool. Cool. So Amy was asking about social media clients, but maybe the same thing here. Um, I'm also a practice, you know, I'm in the helping profession as well. I'm a career transition coach. And 
you know, a lot of times, especially right now, the job market right now and where individuals are when they're looking for work, it's it's different than even three years ago when I started out, um, you know, coaching candidates on a habitual basis. I have a lot of candidates, especially ones are in midlife who are dealing with anxiety and negative self-talk and doubt around their career transition, especially those in midlife. Um, what, do you think I should suggest tapping or what type of tapping? I mean, can a layman like me, a non-practice you know, practice tapper, give a couple of like things and suggestions to them? Absolutely. And that is actually one of the my most favorite things about tapping is that it is a self-help tool. It's uh-huh. primarily a self-help tool. I always say to my clients, think of it like brushing your teeth. You know, you want to brush your teeth every day so that when you go to the dentist to get like the bigger stuff taken out of your teeth, it's not as you know, it, it goes a little smoother, right? So think uh-huh. of it that way. I I think working with a professional is great. I personally have a tapping coach who I work with and it, it can get at some really deep stuff, but you can use it yourself on a daily basis. And that actually, I think, can almost be more transformative because you'll start to see that as I mean, every day we we add on stress and anxiety in our life. So if you're also every day clearing it, you know, you can finally get ahead of the game with that. So it's it's very easy to learn. There's my YouTube channel. Anybody can go to YouTube and type EFT tapping. There's a million videos out there that will A, teach you how to do it, and B, sometimes take you through a very specific, what what's they call tapping script. So you tap on the points in the order once you learn them and you repeat after the coach, the phrase they're saying, and you will start clearing stuff like that. You're gonna get the best results if you're very, very specific to your stuff, to your own personal stuff, but you can start clearing stuff before then. The other tool and tip I always love to give people is think about using tapping whenever you are already stressed or sort of um, mentally preoccupied. So what are the three times I always recommend when you're driving? Because, you know, your mind is often going, going, going right on whatever your problems are. So you're already thinking about your problems and chewing on them, whether you're consciously aware of it or not. But a lot of us are doing that. So if you tap while you're driving, you're going to be clearing whatever it is you were thinking about. In the shower is another big one when we sort of perseverate on our problems. And then my last one, my favorite one, is when you're talking on the phone to a friend. Because a lot of times you're venting or you're complaining or you're so you're in that emotionally charged space already while you're talking to your friend. And then you get to talk to your friend and clear your baggage at the same time. So it's a win-win. It is a win-win. I guess all you need is your fingers, right? All the tapping is done with the fingers, everybody, just so you guys know. Um, so fingers and YouTube, that's all, right? So, <laughs> yeah, and Allison, and Allison. <laughs> so I could see, Denise, I could see your candidates like sitting in an interview and like tapping at their forehead <laughs> when they're feeling, and then the interviewee being like, what is, yeah, not good for virtual interviews, but they could do it with me candidates can do it with me. Absolutely. Mailbox family, the 2023 job market can be tricky to navigate, but it doesn't have to be. Working with an experienced career transition specialist like myself at Denise Rabat Career Coaching can help you with common issues that trip up many job seekers like 
how to do resume revisions, networking strategies on LinkedIn, how to answer the infamous interview question, tell me about yourself, and so, so much more. Visit my website, drcareercoaching.com, and click on the Speak with Denise button in the top right-hand side of the page to set up a complimentary session to discuss your current career needs and a plan that we can put in place to help you. That's drcareercoaching.com. See you guys back at the mailbox. Well, there's also actually the first tapping point is on the side of your hand on the fleshy side below the pinky. And you just take your four fingers and you tap. You know, it's kind of like some people refer to it as a karate chop point because it's where, you know, traditionally what a karate chopped a piece of wood, right? So that is the point. And that one you can do under the table, under the desk. My kids use it all the time in school when they're anxious about a test, things like that. So it, it right away will start to make you feel calm and more chill. People use this all the time for like fear of public speaking. I've definitely had a number of clients work on that. And um, apparently fear of public speaking is the number one fear in America. <laughs> Do you guys know that? Really? So, yeah. So it's the most prevalent fear. So it's just a really easy tool to your point. It's always that you always have it with you at your fingertips that you can use and implement every time. But it's also funny. I I probably teach this on almost every airplane I ride on when there's turbulence and the people next to me get spooked. Mm-hmm. I always show them tapping. And at first they do feel kind of like everyone's going to be looking at us. I'm like, who cares? We're never going to see these people again. Let's tap on our faces. <laughs> <laughs> will be calm and they won't. So that, <laughs> that has there, happened. There is something to be said though about the hand because I think about like when I'm nervous for like when I'm watching my son play hockey and I'm like nervous about like where we're at. I always squeeze in between my thumb and my and my pointer finger. Like that becomes like a, you know, like a kind mm-hmm. of a calming space for me. So I'll have to move to the underside of my hand now. <laughs> If you guys want, I can walk you through all the points really quick because it's what you're saying is interesting too, because some of the other points are ones we naturally gravitate to. Like when you, you know, you get stressed, you smack your forehead, right? Or you grab at your chest. Like those are some of the points. Okay. So you basically start, like I said, on the fleshy side of your hand and you tap there. We're tapping guys. We're tapping. You can't see us, but we are. (laughs) I'll add, I'll add this video to our social. Oh, good idea. Yeah. Yeah. And then you always say a statement here three times. And this statement is really, honestly, it's just sort of priming your brain to accept the change that you're trying to get it to go in the direction of. And so the statement goes something like, even though I have this such and such problem, I accept myself anyway. And, or you can say, even though I have this, um, like, let's say it's, even though I have this fear of being on camera on social media, I accept that I have this fear because sometimes when we're trying to like muscle our way through, you know, muscle our way out of something, we actually like entrench it further in our, in our minds. And, um, our, our subconscious can be stubborn (laughs) about change because it feels like, no, it's safe. I'm trying to keep you safe by keeping you off social media camera. So this is just kind of like coaxing your subconscious to get on board. So you'll say it three times and then you will then move to the inside of the eyebrows where the bridge of the nose and eyebrows meets and you will tap there. You can just use one hand or two. It doesn't really matter. Research has bore out for both. 
and you just repeat the thing you're trying to clear. So in this case, it would be my fear of being on camera on social media. Then you go to the side of the eye, outside the eye, not quite the temple, but more like the bony area right outside the eye there. And you just say, I'm afraid of being on camera. Next is under the eye, the point I refer to as the fear point. So, um, and that is right below the pupil. And you again say, I'm afraid of being on camera. Next is under the nose, right where the upper lip and bottom of the nose meet. I'm afraid of being on camera. Then you move into the chin crease. I'm afraid of being on camera. The next point is referred to often as the collarbone point, but it's actually below the bone. And you find it by just going to the hollow in your neck. You go down about an inch, over about two, and there's a little dents there. You guys feel? And then- So you tap into the dents, like above the-, the Yeah, below, right, should be right below the bone, yeah. Oh, below the bone. Below the bone, yeah, there you go. Yep, and then just say this fear of being on camera. The next one is under the arm. You, this one, you might want to just use the flat on your hand and usually just one side because it's hard to do both sides unless you're really flexible. And it's a couple inches below your armpit and just say this fear of being <laughs> Both sides. <laughs> and then the last point is the top of your head. And for my yogis out there, it's the crown chakra. You might've heard of it. And the way some people say, well, where exactly on the head, you know, type A people, we need to know like exactly where, right? So I always teach for my type A people, you stick your fingers behind, or I'm sorry, your thumbs behind your ears. There's these weird little dents back there that you probably never knew were there. You feel Using my headphones. <laughs> And then you bring your middle finger together right over the top and touch your middle fingers together with your thumbs still behind your ears and then down. And that is your crown. And now you know where it is. And so you can use it. And that's, and then again, at this last point, you just say this fear of being on camera. And then you pause and you take a deep breath. <sighs> Do you guys feel any different? Yes. I'm ready to be on camera. <laughs> it's I mean, weird. we're here, but I'm not as like focused on me. Yeah. Do you feel like a little lighter, like a little flowy? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel more relaxed. Yeah. And the best way to know if it's really working is when you want to, when you identify what you want to work on, being as specific as possible, you don't want to go into overwhelm and try to solve everything in one tapping round. <laughs> so you kind of drill down, narrow down on one thing, rate in your body on a one to 10, how strong it is, how strong that fear is, for instance, do around, check back in with your body. What's your new number? Maybe it's only dropped by one or two, at least it's going the right direction. Maybe it's dropped by five. I mean, I've had people drop all the way down to a zero before. So on one round, that's unusual, but it happens. So that's just kind of how you check your progress. And if your number is still above a five, just repeat it. Just repeat it until it goes down. Anything, you know, three or less is, you can usually chill and, and walk away from it. And within 24 hours, it won't be a problem to you anymore. 
Interesting. Very interesting. Well, thank you for thank you for walking us through that exercise. We'll definitely um, I'll I'll pull that clip and and post it on our social so that you can see it in real life. Um, all right. So talking about success stories, do you have success of a former like midlife client that had reached out to you for for tapping or therapy? So are you still doing? Um, are you still doing psychotherapy in addition to the tapping or have you transitioned solely to tapping? I have transitioned solely to tapping. Okay. I, I have definitely found that it works so much better that I feel like just the regular talk therapy almost feels a little archaic to me and no offense to my fellow colleagues or anything, but it's, it's very interesting to me because you know how sometimes in when you, if you're doing regular therapy, you can get the insight. You can know exactly why you're self sabotaging, but you still do it. You keep sure. doing it. Like like most people can relate to this with like diet and exercise, right? Like you know your the choices you're making are self sabotaging, but you keep doing it, and you can't seem to change. Well, the tapping gets at the underneath. I call it like getting it under the iceberg, whatever is really the emotional roots of a problem. And that's why I loved the topic you guys, you know, came to me with about manifesting your dream life, because it's really the key to manifesting. I mean, manifesting is not hard. Anybody can envision what you want and you can bring it into your life if you're able to feel emotionally like you you already have it before it shows up, right? That's the basics of manifesting. But if it was really just as simple as it sounds at face value, everyone would do it. Why do we not do it? Because we have subconscious blocks, patterns of self-sabotage. We have fears getting in our way, fears of either success or failure. You know, I mean, I think we mostly think about fear of failure, but sometimes we have fear of success. What if I get too big? What if it, I, I'm too much? What if I don't have time anymore or lose friends or family over my success, right? So we we sabotage ourselves and keep ourselves small all the time. And we're not always super consciously aware. So the tapping helps us get at what are the subconscious blocks getting in our way? Like, I will tell you, I have had the idea to write this book for many years and I did, was not able to start working on it until I had a very deep, intense tapping session with my mentor about what did I really want in life as I'm on the cusp of turning 50 and what sort of legacy things that I want. And I realized it was a book, but I was scared. I was scared to write it and scared to put myself out there and scared to be seen and to be vulnerable and all that. So I had to tap on all of that fear to clear it away. So the story that I wanted to share with you guys is one I think a lot of women can relate to in midlife because it was actually really interesting how this all played out. I was working with a client on weight loss issues and tapping is amazing for weight loss, right? Because we do a lot of emotional eating and we have a lot of um, emotional reasons for resisting exercise and things like that, right? So you can clear all of that out. You can also clear out food cravings and junk food doesn't taste good anymore. It's bizarre. And that's what I need. <laughs> It's really amazing. I I I do that a lot at um, public events because people are like, 
oh my gosh, I can't believe how different this tastes. Um, so I was working with this woman on her weight loss stuff and we were clearing the I, the concept that day of what is weighing you down in life. You know, what's emotionally weighing you down. She happened to have been in this on again, off again relationship for a couple of years, was not healthy. She recognized it wasn't healthy. She knew it wasn't serving her. She knew it wasn't good for her. She couldn't get out. She sort of emotionally couldn't get out. We did the tapping for the weight loss, but it started to help her clear her attachment to this relationship because it was the attachment to this unhealthy relationship that was weighing her down. The very next day, she had a coffee planned with somebody she knew from her past from years, a man she knew from her past from years ago, who was going through a divorce and looking for just some advice and to get together with her. And she told me later, she's like, you know, it was funny. I woke up the next morning feeling very different after we did all that tapping on what was weighing me down. And I just went to the coffee and I felt light and I felt amazing. And I wasn't even like putting on airs or she wasn't thinking of it as a date even, but even if she had been in another headspace, she might've been trying to like, oh, I got to look nice or I got it. She goes, I showed up looking like, you know, in my sweats and whatever. And he was completely enamored with her and it's been two years and they're dating. So, and it's like an amazing, healthy, the exact opposite of the relationship she got out of. So, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Really powerful success story. How many sessions does it usually take someone to, you know, achieve their goal, right? So, um, and in this instance, it was a relationship, but how many sessions did that take her or the average person? Okay, so this is the million dollar question, Denise. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, it totally depends. And it, it, it depends on what your goal is, what you want to clear, and on frankly, how much baggage you have around it from your childhood. Hmm. So, you know, I worked with a woman one time whose um, child almost died in sort of a, a scary scenario. And she was having like a lot of just panic attack stuff. And if the phone would ring with his ringtone, it would send her into a panic attack. So she knew she wanted to clear this very specific thing. We worked on it, I think two sessions and it was clear and it was done and she's fine. And, you know, she's come back to me for other things, but never had to work on that again. Most people will tell me about when they clear a traumatic thing like that is that you get to a point at the end where it feels like it's not your story like you're telling someone else's story, mm-hmm. no longer having that physiological reaction behind it. So if you're just trying to clear something like that and she didn't have a whole lot of childhood stuff tied to it, fine, no problem. I've also worked with women who are childhood uh, sex abuse survivors on you know, opening up and being sexually intimate again. And that obviously, I mean, that can take years. You know, So it just, it totally depends. It totally depends on, what the, all the variables are, but I will still say that even working with some of those clients, you've had some pretty significant childhood trauma. They will say things to me like, wow, we just cleared in one session, what it would have took me seven sessions of talk therapy, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's still, I feel like it's still the best bang for your buck. And it's still really incredible when you're trying to manifest things. Now, the other thing I would say is if you really just want to 
clear a specific uh, traumatic memory or a specific phobia, something like that, it can be very quick. But if you're really looking to upgrade your life, like I feel like a lot of your listeners out there, because that's why they're listening to you guys and, and all the great topics that you guys cover. If you're really looking to upgrade your life, it's best to kind of think about it as I'm going to make this a practice. I'm going to make this a regular part of my world. And whenever you start to feel resistance around something, you know, you're reaching for something, but you're holding yourself back. You know, when you start to feel that nervousness around elevating your life to the next level, that is a great cue from your body that there's something in there that you need to tap on. And you have to kind of become your own detective. And for me, this is why I said I get to be the archaeologist and dig around with my clients because I I kind of get to be a detective with them. And I love it because I get to sort of explore like, well, what is this nervousness about and why are you struggling with taking your business to the next level by being on camera on social media? And it's different for everybody what the reasons are for holding them back. And so once we really kind of explore around and figure it out and it's, oh, I'm afraid that my family will be embarrassed and treat me differently at the next holiday if I'm on social media every day. Well, that can be a pretty powerful mm. determiner, you know, determiner for not wanting to do that. So once we tap on that and we clear it and then they say, oh, I feel totally neutral about that. Okay, I guess, that you know, my family will be fine. You know, a lot of times... What we think in our head, it's kind of like the monster in the closet. Once we turn the light on, it's not really a big thing any, after all. That's what tapping can do for people. This is all super, super interesting. It's another tool in the toolbox, right? You mentioned meditation. Yes. We talked about meditation. I like meditation, but I'm also very open to the idea of tapping. I mean, anything that can kind of, you know, take me down a notch. Yes. Good thing sometimes. <laughs> take us all down a notch. Our husbands would appreciate that. <laughs> Calm down. Calm down, girls. <laughs> so what resources or actionable steps would, would you recommend to someone who's interested in learning more about EFT tapping to manifest their dreams in midlife? So this is a great opportunity for you to obviously share um, some actionable steps, talk about what it is, um, that how they can get in touch with you. If someone wants to, you know, go through some coaching sessions, are you doing this in person? Are you doing this virtually? All those things. So tell us more. Sure. So I actually have always seen all my clients on virtu uh, virtually, even pre-pandemic. Okay. <laughs> so that is how I do it. And at this point, I personally only do uh, group coaching. So I do, I have two programs. I have a 11 Days to a Lighter You uh, tapping for weight loss program online class. And then I have the learn to date like a goddess program, which will clear out. Um, it's designed for women post-divorce. So midlife women to clear out their blocks and fears around dating again, having to start over, um, online dating, all those things women dread. So we clear that all out so that they show up on their dates, like an empowered goddess. And so I would, I guess I want to leave your listeners with, of course, if you are interested in my programs, definitely contact me. Um, my email is inspiredlifetapping at gmail.com. My website is learn to date like a goddess. 
And you can also dot com. And you can also contact me there about my weight loss program and I can um, hook you up with that info. But what I wanted everyone to just leave with today is some really like actionable steps that you can take to start seeing the results yourself. And it's very simple. Number one, just look it up on YouTube. Go ahead and um, learn how to do the tapping. My channel is Inspired Life Tapping. And once you get the basics down, then you go ahead and you start tapping on the regular using your body as a guide. So any of those times that you feel butterflies in your stomach, leaning forward, clenching your jaw, noticing those things is really going to help you because I should have said this, tapping only works on an emotional state. If you are not feeling the emotion, you're just kind of cut off and in your head about it, you can tap all day long. It's not really going to shift anything. So you do have to be feeling the feelings to clear them out. Okay. Because remember, it's like pouring the water on the fire of the emotion. If there's no fire, you're just pouring water on nothing. So, So using your body as a clue and then start tapping whenever you feel those things. A lot of people say, well, what do I say? I don't know what to say. Don't worry about what to say. Because remember... Just the stimulating the acupressure points puts you in that alpha brainwave state. It is doing the work for you. You don't have to worry about so much doing the work. And you'll see because you'll start feeling emotionally better very quickly. And then my third thing that I just want, I hope all of your listeners would do because it's super fun, is to just start dreaming really big about everything that you want to manifest in your life. And write it down because what happens is a, you're setting some powerful intentions, but B, when you start writing down these big dreams, it becomes very apparent, which ones give you knots in your stomach, which ones feel like clenching in your chest. Like, Oh no, that's too much. I couldn't do that. So then you star those, the ones that you have the reaction to, and you go and you tap on those one at a time. And you clear out all your resistance to it. And then all of a sudden, you just start doing things like you write a book, which I didn't ever really think I would do. And I did. And it was only because I cleared out all my resistance and worries to doing it that I'm even here on this podcast. It's fabulous. So inspiring. Now we can podcast like a goddess, right, Amy? Now we know. Podcast like a goddess. (laughs) Writing that down. (laughs) I love it. Um, Okay. I know a lot of your listeners probably are married. I I could not envision my married friends enjoying my book, but by the way, they have, they've told me, and that it helps them get some, especially the sex chapter, help them get some things cleared up around their... um, their intimacy and, you know, increasing happiness or whatever connection, um, because each chapter has a tapping script at the end that goes along with it. So, you know, mm. curious. Nice. Yeah. Okay. And where can we pick up your book? Um, so actually I have a promotion for all my podcasts that I'm appearing on right now. Ooh. So anyone can go to www.learntodatelikeagoddess.com forward slash free copy. And you can go ahead and download a free copy of my ebook if you want to check out my ebook. How oh, cool. Well, thank you, Allison. That's awesome. And if someone wants a paper copy on Instagram or Instagram on Amazon, Amazon. Yep. yep. At, um, okay. Listed under Allison Jane, Jane with a Y. 
and find the love again. Learn to date like a goddess. That'd be a great book club book, ladies. Anyone out there book clubbing? Mm-hmm. That would be fun. And maybe, maybe you can have a special guest of Allison. Oh. <laughs> Happy to make appearances. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Allison, for meeting us at our mailbox and to our listeners for listening in on another episode of Midlife at the Mailbox with our guest, Allison Jane Ewing. Thank you both for having me so much. This was really fun. (laughs) Thank you so much. I can't wait to try it out. For sure. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. And that's a wrap for this week. In season two, our goal is to share actionable tips with you. We hope this podcast episode leaves you feeling encouraged and full of midlife energy. But don't go away yet. Be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're there, click to join our email list. We promise we'll send only meaningful content. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram too for the show at midlife at the mailbox or our individual accounts for our own tips and tricks at amylalex28 and Denise Rabat. That's Denise with a Y. Thanks, mom. (laughs) So that we can come into your inbox each week and your feed almost daily. If you're a seasoned listener or just found us, we're glad you did. Make sure that you are following our show on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you hear, please share our episode with your midlife bestie and leave us a five-star review. So more awesome listeners like you can discover Midlife at the Mailbox. We release new episodes every other week on Thursdays. At least we try. Our podcast is a production from the minds of two midlife besties and produced with love by the very creative Amy Alexander and Denise Rabat. Professional video and audio editing by Hivecast. See you at the mailbox. Bye.